0: Good morning, my renegades. Welcome back to Rogue Radio. We're going to do a Rogue News segment. It's freezing cold in my apartment, and let's just get into it. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns about any podcast on any day that I have posted, okay, <laughs> um, you can reach me on my Instagram at Rogue Radio 4, Rogue Radio 4 on Twitter, and Rogue Radio on YouTube. See you there. I just woke up. <laughs> this is going to be interesting. Anyway, first off in national news, there's the Tennessee bombing in Nashville that we got to talk about. It happened on Christmas Day. That's terrible. Apparently, there was an RV involved in the blast this Christmas on in Nashville, Tennessee, Streets were deserted, shattering windows, wounding people, and damaging buildings. Police were responding to a shooting when they uh, encountered the vehicle, blaring a recording that said a bomb would detonate in 15 minutes. Police evacuated and called the bomb squad. Officials are keeping residents away from the site. And Mayor issued a curfew for the blast area from Friday to Sunday. So Sunday was yesterday, meaning the curfew is is done at at this moment. Just to kind of clear out everything and make sure that the uh, street is safe for all the residents to come back and live in their homes again. The mayor did call the police, who evacuated the residents, incredible heroes. And the mayor has done a walking tour of the street, and they did determine that this was a deliberate act. I can't imagine what these residents are going through right now. I know that some small businesses were damaged and um, affected by this blast, and um, I just want to offer my condolences to the people that were affected by this. Um, I just hope and pray that everything goes better, much better, for these people that were affected on Christmas Day. Freshman Utah running back Ty Jordan dies after self-inflicted gunshot on Christmas day at 10:45 um i i have no idea i'm i'm really speechless of what's going on with the Christmas day tragedies um but of course my prayers and my condolences go out to the family of Ty Jordan who um are affected by his death and um Nothing, but love to you Honestly, this is just sad University officials announced his death Saturday after he was named Pac-12 newcomer of the year I think I said that right It's PAC-12 newcomer of the year. I don't know any football terms, but I just kind of felt like this segment needed my attention anyways Police responded to a gunshot hour earlier in Denton, 40 miles from Dallas. He accidentally shot himself in the hip. Um, the police that arrived on the seat immediately gave first aid, and then he died later in the hospital. No one knows how he shot himself, and the manner of death hasn't been released yet. He was a tailback in Mesquite, Texas. A Mesquite? I, I don't know how to pronounce that city's name. It's a suburb of Dallas, and um, Jeff Neal, his coach, says that his smile was infectious, and his spirit shined bright on anyone that knew him. I have nothing but respect, and nothing but um, sympathy and empathy for those who are affected by this man's death, and I hope you guys get your answers very soon. Okay, let's talk about this 5,000-page stimulus bill package that um, the Senate has made. And what's in it so uh, let's go there Senate has made a bill that is about 5,000 pages long indicating where the money is going and it's not to us because the Senate has proposed a $600 check for everybody in America for everybody who is being affected by the coronavirus which is the majority of everybody in America um, Trump has been battling the Senate, trying to get it up to 2,000, and, um, the Senate isn't moving at the moment. Um, he has been reading what's going on in the bill, so here's a little bit of, uh, what is going on there. 10 million in gender programs in Pakistan. They're funding Pakistan so that they can get gender classes in Pakistan. There's 10 million going to Pakistan and not to the American people. That's why your stimulus check is probably going to be $600 instead of $2,000. My problem with this um, detail alone is that Pakistan is a predominant um, Muslim country. Gender classes, meaning, um, they teach how gender works. Um, nowadays there's 76 genders that a person can be. Um, I believe that there are only two genders. And, um, what I believe is going on here is that they're trying to teach a very strict Muslim nation about, um, gender identity. I honestly believe that it's going to be a very big waste of money, especially since in the Muslim culture, they don't believe in the 76 gender thing. Um, that's $10 million wasted on a country that don't believe in like gender um, stuff like that. Like, as far as, like, transgenderism goes and, you know, not knowing what your gender is and all of that stuff. I'm sure there's people that struggle with that in that country, but Pakistan isn't going to go for that. Anyway, um, there's a lot of foreign aid being indicated in this bill, and there's a lot of money going to a lot of other countries other than america so there's 1.4 billion in asia reassurance and initiative act 500 million to israel short-range ballistic missile programs 85.5 million is going to cambodia 134 million is going to burma 1.3 million is going to the egyptian army which will buy Russian military equip- equipment Ugh. 25 million to, oh yeah, gender classes, 50 million to Belize, Panama, and Honduras, and a whole bunch of other foreign countries that I just... There's just so much. Um, why is so much money going to foreign countries and not America? America has been hit really hard with the coronavirus and there's all of that money that we need all those jobs that we've lost all of that money that we've lost and has been taken away is being put into foreign countries there's going to be um a few million dollars going into israel defense which honestly I do care about Israel. I love Israel. Trust me. I bo- I just I'm very happy that Trump is defending Israel. But I think right now the American people should be the focus at the moment because there's still people dying in America. There's still many states that are have the highest rate of people who are being infected and I don't feel like this is okay. And on top of all that, Okay, we have Israel. <sighs> we have Israeli defense, right? We know that Trump has been defending Israel ever since he recognized that Jerusalem is the capital of Israel. Okay, why is Palestinians? Why why is Palestine getting economic aid? Aid, sorry of two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Why are we getting t- why are we giving them two hundred and fifty thousand dollars okay that's a quarter of a million dollars for Palestinian economic aid I I don't know if this was I, I don't know how Trump would approve of this To me, that sounds like we are being wishy-washy with Israel, but that's just me. There's 15 billion going into Broadway venues. Um, I'm pretty sure things uh, are more important than watching Cats on Broadway, but... um, Let's see, 100 million is going to combat the threat of wildlife hunting and tracking, so wildlife preservation, 100 million is going to the animals, then the people in America. Trump has voiced that he does not like the fact that so much money is going to foreign lands and still pushes for the amount to rise. He wants 2000 for the American people. COVID relief bill... Oh, basically, this COVID relief bill is bullcrap because it... Has nothing to do with COVID. They're, the things that are being entailed, like I told you, has nothing to do with COVID. Has nothing to do with. It has nothing to do with actually distributing and funding the vaccine either. I'm against the vaccine personally, but the Senate who wrote this. If you're that sneaky, if you think that you're that sneaky, like, why didn't you put that one in there to appease the people? Huh? Like... Seriously. I'm against the vaccine for many personal reasons. I don't think that... the vaccine is there to help because, for one, the man who designed the damn thing, okay, is a technological genius. Not a, um... medical genius. Okay? He's actually made a vaccine. Bill Gates has actually made a vaccine a long time ago to try to cure kids of polio, but it made kids in Africa worse. But you'll never hear that. You'll never hear that. You will never learn that from the media because the media wants to put Bill Gates in a good light. Actually, he's backstage during this whole freaking show making sure that people get the vaccine and now he's saying we should get a rfid chip in the syringe in order to make sure that whoever gets the vaccine can be located and whoever doesn't have the vaccine can be found your freedoms are being taken away needle by needle I don't trust anybody who has made their business from computers and then turns around and makes a vaccine for the American people. I do not condone that. I condemn that. That is fishy. And for anybody who thinks that that's okay for Bill Gates to make a freaking vaccine and fund this vaccine, you, you need to go back to school, and uh, you, you need to educate yourself. You, you need to stop being a sheep. This is terrible. Oh, and I'm not done about the distribution of money to America that is not going to the people, because there's also uh, money that is going to two new mall museums, and millions to internet freedom, still awaiting Trump's signature. Trump is probably in Florida right now, because that's where he's vacationing right now, and looking over this bill and laughing himself to tears, seeing this, because this bill is ridiculous, and anybody who has backed this, anybody who has helped write this, anybody who has helped put this bill together nasty pelosi um y'all should just get fired or get your (laughs) get your salary cut by um a lot by a thousand i'm pretty sure that'll give you a dent i don't know what Senate it gets um on a regular basis but This is really dumb. And Nasty Pelosi has written this, and she actually had the audacity to say, Hey, Trump's right, we should, you know, raise the bill. You know, like, raise the amount of money to give to the American people. Aren't you the one that just said that $600 is going to go to the American people, but then all of a sudden you want to back up Trump, who we know you don't like at all. Okay, but you want to back him up to save your butt. Or is it you want to save the chocolate in your freezer, huh? You want the ice cream in your freezer to be immaculate, right? The amount of ice cream in Nasty Pelosi's freezer is not enough, guys. We need to fund her. We need to give her more money so she can buy ice cream and rot her teeth out. Ain't that amazing? Ain't that amazing? Okay, the next one is Governor Mike DeWine is a slave to China, yeah, and to Bill Gates. Actually, him and Bill Gates are dating, did you guys know that? (laughs) I'm sorry, I don't trust my governor, I don't trust him at all, I, um, honestly, if you look at this article that I read, it is a good thing for, like, Ohio to get this funding, but I just don't like where it's coming from, where this funding is coming from, because he could have gotten the funding and gotten a different company to make like um automobile glass, right? Because this is the glass-making factory. Um he could have gotten it from any other country, he could have been funded by a German company or a French company and, and all of that, and, uh, anyway, um, this Chinese company has given Mike DeWine $46 million in investment <laughs> to, uh, the Fuayao, the Fuyao, uh, facility, which comes for a promise of a hundred new, in, uh, jobs in that area, um, Which is good. I'm glad that Ohio is getting more jobs. But um, like I said, I don't like where the money is coming from. And uh, maybe that's just me. I just don't like being associated with China. I don't like that China's giving any part of America money and funding in order to uh, help us get up on our feet. With any business or whatever I just don't trust China um, the investment is for research development as well as equipment overhaul to help expedite their glass making output DeWine says we are proud that you are going to continue to expand here 46 million dollar investment on Monday January 6 2020 so this happened Early, early, early in the, in the year of 2020. Um, he, the governor is a Republican governor of Ohio. And in my home state, okay, we know DeWine as a person that doesn't, he's not, to me, he's not a very good governor just because he's been trying to lock down the state. Again, um, depending on how big the levels are with COVID and all of that stuff, he wants to be the first in getting everything without actually researching what's going on and everything. I, he seems very impulsive to me, but you know, I'm not an expert on politics, so this is just me acting on what I know. Anyway, like I said, he could have gotten this funding from other places, but I know that Fu, Fuyao, I guess, um, the facility, is a Chinese-owned company, and it would just make sense to get that funding from China if it is a Chinese-owned company. Because if you get um, Italy funds for a Chinese... Facility that's probably not gonna go well with China, which is fine, but like I said, Yao is not the only glass making company in the world that DeWine could have gotten his hands on. Um, Italy makes about 2.6 billion in their glass exports, um, Germany is 17 or 7.2 billion. France is 3.4 billion, Belgium is 2.78 billion, Spain is 1.6 billion and the Netherlands is 1.4 billion. He could have gotten that funding and gotten a new company, okay? Which I know probably would have cost a lot more money, but to me anything Chinese at the moment right now I just can't trust. That's my personal opinion. But he could have gotten the funding from any other country and gotten a brand new company to help make this glass for the automobiles and we could have just cut out the the big gahuna china that don't need to be in their they don't china does not need their hands in in the businesses of people <clears throat> in America, because Trump has been trying to gain that independence back, you know, from China, because, you know, when Obama was borrowing money left and right, it was easy for us, I get it, but we didn't learn anything about, you know, getting a job or anything like that. That's the reason why we had Obamacare. That's why a lot of things were given to you. is because Obama borrowed so much money from China that, yeah, we were coddled. But I'd rather not be coddled because I just don't like that. I want Trump, okay, to be my president for one. And two, Trump is not there to coddle the American people. He's not there to do that. He wants people to actually get a real job. If you're capable of getting a job and you don't need cash assistance or food stamps or unemployment or anything like that, if you don't need that and you're unfairly getting it, if you're getting it, you can go out and get a job. If you're capable of working, you don't need food stamps. If you're capable of working, you don't need this. Okay? Same thing here to me. If you're capable of getting a new company, a new glass making company from any other country, why not do it? China is a dictatorship. It's under a dictatorship and China kills its own people. I don't trust a country. I don't trust getting funds from a country that kills its own people. No. Anyway, Dewine says that Ohio, I guess in this city, I can't remember what the city was. I thought I wrote it down. Oh, Moraine, Moraine, Ohio, is the largest automotive glass manufacturing facility in the world. Fu Yao, okay, with two 2,300 Ohioans are on a have a job now, getting benefits. Dewine says, well, that's great. Um, Ohio is a big, uh, car manufacturing, uh, state. That's what we're good at. That's what we do. Um, we specialize in Jeep, Mazda, Dodge, Ford, Cadillac, Jag- Jaguar, and Toyota. Fuyao, um, is a Chinese company and they get $341 million in operating revenue from this. And, uh, it just irks me. It just irks me, I just can't. Listen, all of this is personal to me. If, if, you, if you find no reason to object by this, that's great. Maybe I have too much morals, maybe I have too many morals to stand by. I just don't trust getting funds from a country that kills its own people. Okay, that's me, that's me. Lauren Daigle, okay, gets banned from the New Orleans New Year's Eve party for 2021. That was a big mouthful, and I don't know why, but it took eight takes to get. For those of you who do not know who uh, Lauren Daigle is. She's a really big Christian singer. She's up there with Hillsong, Bethel, and Jesus Culture. Or at least in my case, because they kind of sound all the same to me. They have that same sound. And she's a really good singer. I like her song Dry Bones. So uh, let's just get into the article that I found on Christian Post. Okay. Christian Post says... Lauren Daigle responds to New Year's Eve controversy. Sanded, she said that she's saddened by the divisive agendas. Ooh, girl. Okay. Um, Lauren Daigle is speaking out after being banned from the from participating in a New Year new. God, why can't I talk? A New Year's Eve broadcast out of New Orleans due to her appearance last month at a French Quarter evangelistic event. Okay, I'm disappointed that my spontaneous participation has become a part of the political discourse and I'm saddened by the divisive agendas of these times." The Christian singer, whose success has allowed her to cross over into the pop mainstream circuit, said in a statement to a Louisiana news outlet on Thursday. Daigle sang at the November 7th Let Us Worship rally near Jackson Square, which was uh, spearheaded by Sean Fouched and criticized for gathering a large crowd of worshipers in violation of New Orleans coronavirus restrictions. She clarified in her statement that she was not involved in the planning of the event, nor was she scheduled to take part in it. Rather, she came across the event while she was out with her friend and was asked to sing. To me, that is the very moment when music serves its higher purpose, she says. It's what gives people encouragement, hope, Uh, For a better future and it's what can usher joy into their hearts Uh, my involvement was focused on lifting spirits providing hope and encouragement during these polarizing times so I Already Love the fact that she's standing up for herself and her beliefs when it comes to worship a lot of people Believe and a lot of Christians believe that oh, we shouldn't have church. We shouldn't worship together like we used to because Y'all going to get sick. Listen, if you don't believe in Psalms 91, I don't want to talk to you, okay? We as believers should not be afraid of what is going on in this world. Worship is the catalyst to make things better whether you believe it or not, okay? Worship is that thing that Christians should be doing, okay, in the midst of the chaos that is going on around us, okay? Let us, let us go back to the Bible for one. I'm gonna give you a little bit of a history lesson, okay? If y'all don't know what Paul and John the Baptist went through and don't think that it can't be compared to what's going on right now, you need to go back to your Bible, okay? You need to go back and read the Bible and get some more faith because if you are afraid of this virus, Listen. <laughs> I have no reason. I have no reason to talk to somebody who is afraid of this. Okay? Yes, okay. The main reaction to be is to be afraid of this virus. But we as Christians who know by the spirit that all things are possible, that this can be cured, that this can leave, that this thing can just leave. Yes. Okay? If you don't have that power to believe and have faith and have, um, the audacity that, um, Lauren Daigle has. That, uh, courage to help lead a worship service when she wasn't really scheduled to do so at that time. If you don't have that amount of faith that Lauren Daigle has, what are you doing? What are you doing? I'm not trying to praise Lauren Daigle for what she did. Listen, listen, she, I'm merely telling the truth that this is what we all should be doing at this time. Whether it is in your home or in a park or in a big uh, worship service like Lauren Daigle went to. Listen, our worship should not stop. Our worship should never stop especially when it comes to a pandemic or a pandemic like this and lauren daigle knows that and i love the fact that she had enough faith to do that and yes she risked something that you know she was really proud of she probably really wanted to do that for new year's eve but sometimes when you step out on faith things have a cost okay back to my little um history lesson okay Paul was a man of God. He was on fire for God. I love Paul, okay? This man, okay, had a lot of controversy. He was stoned to death, or stoned and left for dead. He gets up and walks away because he has enough faith, okay? A rattlesnake bites him in jail, and he survives that. Because he had enough faith. Okay? In the midst of trouble, we should always praise God. And that's what I think a lot of Christians now are forgetting. Because when it comes to a disease or when it comes to something that the whole world is being affected by, the first thing that we want to do is cry and run in fear. But God says, fear nothing. We should not be afraid. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. What does that mean? We've been taught that in in Sunday school so many times. What does it mean? God gave us these three powers for what? Okay. We all know that love is a power. We all know that love is something that we need right now because of the controversy with the election and all of that stuff. We need to learn how to love people. Skip that one. We have power. We have power. We have power to do what? To cast out demons. We have power to heal the sick, raise the dead, all of that stuff. We have the Holy Spirit who gives us power to do things. Okay, many things. All things are possible through Christ. Okay? I believe That if a Christian had enough faith that he could lay hands on the sick, someone who uh, is infected with coronavirus, if they have enough faith, that person would be healed. I mean, Jesus spit in the eyes of a blind man and he could see. God, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit gave us that same power, but we don't choose to believe it because of what's going on around us. Anyway, in response to the singer's participation, New Orleans Mayor LaToya Cantrell sent a letter demanding that Dick Clark Productions refrain from allowing Daigle to perform in the New Orleans portion of the Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve broadcast. According to NOLA.com, with Daigle and Dick Clark Productions said, You say singer was actually... was actually never confirmed to be on the show but Louisiana Lieutenant Governor Billy Nuns- Nungesser uh wanted her to broadcast lineup and states 500,000 contribution to the festive production was based on Dagel's appearance while wow. so they did they spent a lot of money just to book her um which was really great and honestly If, uh, LaToya Cantrell knows what's good for her, um, she'd let Daigle stay. (laughs) That's a high price. Anyway, I would have been, uh, and still would be honored to represent our city on New Year's Eve. And although I was aware of discussions regarding my involvement, an offer was never made, Daigle clarified in her statement. I see. Okay. Uh, She added that she wept pleading for this chaos to dissipate for the harmony to return. Uh, We needy and when people are desperate, suffering, starving, or out of work, she emphasized. Daigle ended her response by thanking her supporters who have been a balm for my soul throughout uh, this process. The controversy came in the, on the heels of Daigle's performance on the season finale of NBC's The Voice on Tuesday. Interesting. So, um, I did read a different article that basically, kind of, in detail, kind of um, showed the response to the like of the mayor. By this, she said it was very gross and disgusting. What um, Lauren Daigle did that, you know, she's running the risk of spreading the virus and all of that stuff. But like I said, if you don't have faith in God, if you don't have faith that Jesus is going to take care of this, I don't want to talk to you. I I am at this point where if you do not have enough faith in God, okay? Yes, I know. I understand that people are dying. I do. Okay? But listen. If you don't have enough faith and you still stay scared and you're a Christian. You are not helping. I am so adamant and so passionate about this, that your worship should never stop, especially when it comes to this situation. Lauren Daigle did nothing wrong. She did what she was led to do. She probably didn't even do what she was led to do. She probably just did it because her friend asked her to. But does that really make her a terrible person? She didn't spread anything. These people didn't spread anything, especially if they're in the presence of God. Okay, this next article that I'm about to read, um, it comes from this country news website and it's basically about banning bibles in california and um why they want to um i think there's a lot more that goes to this too as well so we're gonna we're gonna jump into this right now so overton country news says california bans california bill bans the bible a california bill is so broad that it bans books printed materials and advertisements that provide information that a person facing unwanted same-sex attractions or gender confusion can change according to the liberty council ab 2943 declares advertising offering to engage in or engaging in sexual orientation change efforts with an individual is fraudulent business practice So basically what they're saying, uh, from just that paragraph that I read that, um, they want to be able to stop pastors from helping young people or people in general who don't want to be gay, but have like homosexual tendencies. So, um, I know this might be new to some people that, um, are you know, for the gay community or who haven't really heard this side of the gay community. There are people who identify as homosexual or who feel like they are or have some sort of tendencies that are homosexual, but they don't want to be gay or homosexual. And because of that, we, there are Christian organizations, there are classes that certain churches do um, have that help them deal with that. And it's not about making a gay person straight. It's about this person who has these tendencies or who has these um, problems and thoughts and all of that stuff. They believe, this person who is dealing with that, with um, questioning their sexuality, or gender, or what have you, they're questioning that, they themselves recognize that that is wrong. It's not about the community speaking for this individual. It's about them speaking out, or them speaking for themselves, whether or not that is right or wrong to them. So yes, for those people who are questioning their their sexuality and who are questioning their gender and their identity. They might not always go to the LGBTQ community for help. Sometimes they might actually believe that's wrong and that could, you know, mean a whole lot of different things. Like, oh, they were brought up to believe that gay is wrong. I'm not here to debate that y'all know what I believe now, but as far as an individual who is feeling this way and believes that it's wrong, whether or not they're, they've been brought up or whatever, if they're unhappy having these feelings and having these, um, tendencies and having these thoughts, if they're unhappy with that, they should be more than welcome to go to a pastor to get counsel, okay? I don't want to upset anybody, I really don't, because I, I love people of all sexualities, genders, of every color and everything, I do everything in my power to let everybody know that. Okay? I may disagree with some people, but that does not mean that they are not worthy of the love that I give them. They are most definitely worthy. If you are a human, I love you. Okay. I've said that before. I've said that harshly before, and, um, I mean, that's all I can really say. But. It it is possible for someone who does have these thoughts, who do have these tendencies, and feel like they're questioning their gender or sexuality, to actually not like what's happening to them, okay? They won't- they're not happy having these thoughts and having these things and i know a lot of people will say oh yeah argue that you know they were brought up to be ashamed of their sexuality it it all depends it all depends on the person sometimes people who have been brought up in a good home whether it was christian or not can still have this problem and still think that it is a problem not everybody is going to be proud of being gay I know that the uh, gay community will always argue that, like, you should always be proud of what you are and your gender or the gender that you believe that you are and the sexuality that you believe that you are. But some people are not happy with being that way. That's what I'm trying to say. That is a very um, unrecognized margin of people who don't want to be gay and just really don't want to be gay okay who actually think that there is something wrong with them and they want to change now like I said hardly ever seen because we are taught to believe that the LGBTQ is there to help and be help them be proud of who they are and all of that and I mean do what you do I mean, I don't have anything hurtful to say, but this is something that needs to be recognized, that there are people that have these feelings and have these thoughts that don't want them. And for those people, they need to be counseled. I know I probably already like clarified that three times, but nowadays talking about something that That is against the LGBTQ is always rendered as hate speech, whether, you know, no matter how gently you talk about it. But, um, California State Assembly Member Al Mirastashi said, The First Amendment does not prohibit banning fraudulent conduct. The faith community, like anyone else, needs to evolve with the times. So... Um, there is certain exceptions to certain churches, even non-Christian churches, they're exempt from taxes, all of that stuff. So there are certain freedoms that the church has to the state, but then there's also other freedoms that they don't have that, that, to the state that they actually need. But I'm not going to get too into that, but what he's saying is that, um, freedom of speech, needs to be uh, curbed a little bit to the Christian church. Because of course, you know, we believe in the Bible that, you know, thou shalt not lay a man with man because it is an abomination. We, We believe that. And I feel like this person feels it very offensive um, not just to him, but to other people in the gay community that, um, want- just want to live freely uh, themselves. And I mean, I can understand that, but the church and the people who are Christian and who want to change and who um, find salvation in Jesus Christ should also have their freedom as well. And it should not be taken away in any way. Um, It is not fraudulent to us to talk about or to talk against homosexuality. Uh, I guess it depends on the church (laughs) Because there are some very toxic churches out there. I personally don't go to church. But for those that do stand on the word. um, On facts and all of that stuff. Who is a pure church. They should have the freedom to speak. They should have the freedom to counsel people. Who are struggling with this. Now, like I said, there's people who struggle with the tendencies. And with the... um, thoughts and all of that. They struggle, but then there are some people that celebrate it. For those who struggle with it and for those who adamantly do not want to be gay, they should be counseled. But that's just me. Um, During his speech on the California bill at Google headquarters, Jesus, LGBT activist Samuel Brighton, or Brenton, sorry, um, reportedly said he wanted to figure out a way to stop pastors and churches from offering counsel to help people change unwanted same sex attractions. So, okay, unwanted same sex attractions. Like I said, I said this about three times, okay? You can't mark me for hate speech when I've tried to clarify it three times you can listen carefully over and over again i'm not hating on anybody okay like i said unwanted same-sex attractions it is a very rare and very unrecognized margin in the gay community that there are people out there that have same-sex attractions that don't want that and they should have their own freedom, in order to decide whether they should change or not. That's what I'm saying. I lost my place. Give me a second. Okay. He went to say, I may not be able to find every little camp, every pastor, but I can make it something that is culturally unacceptable. So, he is basically saying that if you are a pastor that helps counsel kids with unwanted, UNWANTED same-sex attractions, he wants it to be culturally unacceptable for those pastors to, you know, counsel. (laughs) And, um, I thought this was the land of the free and the home of the brave, where free will was okay. Like I said, if you have the free will to to be same-sex attracted and you want that, that's great. But if they have unwanted unwanted same-sex attractions, that individual who is going through that should have every right to go to programs to help themselves. Like I said. It should not be up to the people in the lgbtq okay it should not be up to them it should be up to the individual whether or not they are involved in that community or not to find out what they can do to change if they want to change he added yes It's directly affecting mental health professionals, but by proxy, it's affecting everyone else. It doesn't matter if it's affecting everyone else. What about the individual that's going through that? What about the individual that's going through that? They don't have the right to go to a pastor and get counseled if they want because of what the LGBTQ says? That's not good enough. You can't That community, okay, like I said, there are toxic, toxic people in every community, even the Christian community. I will tell you firsthand, there are very toxic people in the church community, in the Christian community, okay? I will be the first one to say that because firsthand, I've experienced it. I don't go to church anymore because of it, okay? That's a problem that I'll have to take care of later on, but... There's also toxic people in the LGBTQ, the feminist uh, communities. The, all these communities, there's always someone toxic. There's also a positive side to it. If you wanna, you know, if you're for LGBTQ, I have nothing to say. Honestly, you have the right to believe what you want to believe, but you also have to recognize that there are toxic people in the LGBTQ that want to make sure that the majority is happy, but they also don't recognize that there are people that don't want to be attracted to same sex, but are, and they don't want it. It has nothing to do with the majority of people. It says it's affecting everyone else. Everyone else in the community should not be affected by one individual. You should mind your own business for one, okay? And two, just because it's a rare thing to see somebody who's having unwanted attractions, it doesn't mean that they're a bad person. It doesn't mean that if they want to get counseled, it doesn't mean that they shouldn't have help. You know what I mean? Like, yes, I understand. Like I said before, you know, I I feel like I'm repeating myself, but I have to, okay? LGBTQ, you have some positive attributes. You do. You have some positive things about you, but there's also some toxic things and that comes from toxic people who refuse to give other people the right in your community, the right to do what they want to do with their sexuality. If they want to change, let them change. I know that, you know, the gay community is all about teaching people to be proud of it. But there are some people that don't even want to be proud of it. And I'm not saying that, you know, oh, they shouldn't be proud of it. Honestly, my opinion still stands. Like, I may not agree with LGBTQ, but I still love people. And this person, like this individual, hypothetically, that we're talking about, I love this individual. And whatever they feel, That they need, whether it be support from the LGBTQ, or support from a pastor that will counsel them into helping them, you know, curb this uh, temptation, or whatever you want to believe that it is, I will support that human. Okay? As long as it kind of correlates to that person's well-being okay I may not support a lot of things to certain people but when it comes to them choosing what is best for them like I said yes there are some exceptions and uh, exceptions you know but when it comes to that when it comes to their identity they should choose who they are okay The LGBT shouldn't be choosing whether or not they should be proud of being homosexual. If they don't want to be proud of being homosexual, then they want to change. Simple as that. If they want to change, they should change. That's basically what I'm saying. Liberty Council asserted that the Bible specifically refers to homosexuality. 1 Corinthians 6, 9 and verse 11 states, And such were some of you... Thus clearly stating that through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, people with same-sex attractions who, or who engaged in same-sex behavior can change. Yes, that is completely true. Just like salvation, okay? Anybody who sins can still come to the throne of God and be saved. Anybody who is having same-sex attractions can be changed. That's the beauty about humanity. People change. All the time, every day. Advertising this passage or quoting it in a brochure would be considered fraudulent business practices under this bill, according to Liberty Council. How is it fraudulent when it comes from a church that is exempt from certain freedoms in the state, mind you, and they do have certain freedoms that... They can speak. Everyone has the right to speak. Whether it be hate speech or what. I don't like hate speech, I don't. I feel like if you're a Christian and you're saying that, you know, God created AIDS to kill gay people, you need to shut up, honestly. But they still have the right to say that. That's the beauty of America. You have the freedom of speech, you can say whatever you want. Of course, there will be some consequences depending on who you say it to. You might get punched in the face, but They still have the right to say that. Um, Consider fraudulent business under this bill, according to Liberty Council. This bill is an infringement on the First Amendment rights and is a classic viewpoint, discrimination. Listen. Discrimination comes in a lot of different forms other than the LGBTQ being the victim in all of this, okay? I've said before in one of my podcasts that the LGBTQ community, the toxic people in the LGBTQ community has been attacking this mother on TikTok because she says that she's not going to let her son wear a dress. That is not up to the LGBTQ community to determine what her son wears. That is not your child and that is not your kid and that is not a person. That mother is not involved in your community. Therefore, you have no right and no reason to say what you say and how you bully, okay? She's been bullied even by James Charles who is a really big, you know, gay community supporter. He's in the gay community said, "Oh, stop having children." Oh, he has the right to say that. Yes. But that's also discrimination as well against a mom. Okay. If you want to really play that game, if you really want to play that I have the cards to play it. Okay. Advertising this passage. Duh, 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 duh. Okay fraudulent business practices under this bill and discrimination. Okay. It declares certain kinds of speech as customer fraud. Okay. For one, the church is not a business. Okay. You can't just say it's customer fraud when a church morally should never be a business. Okay. Now, I understand that there are churches that get money from offerings and all this stuff. There's also false prophets and false pastors, all of that, okay? But you don't, we don't call our congregation customers. We don't call the congregation customers. We just don't do that, okay? Think of the church as a humanitarian thing, okay? We want to help people whether or not the LGBT sees that as helpful, it it's it's not up to them. It's not up to that community. it shouldn't be because if that individual wants to be changed and they decide to go to a church instead of the LGBTQ community, that is up to them. Don't get mad when someone who is struggling with this decides to go to a church. Point. Blank. Simple. Okay? That's simple. And if you don't like the fact that pastors preach that, you need to understand that, for one, you're never going to get rid of opinions. Everybody's going to have their belief, value, and opinion about whatever. Okay? I believe that the liberal... Uh, Left is the most corrupt political party in the history of the world, okay? I will always believe that. I have that opinion. I have the right to express that opinion. I have that right to say what I need and what I want to say. This is the reason for my podcast as well, okay? I have the right to talk. I have the right to speak. And for those who say that pastors shouldn't speak out against homosexuality, That is an infringement on their rights to speak what they believe. The gay community should never be exempt just because of the hardships that they went through. Okay? I recognize that there are people in the gay community that have gone through a lot. I understand and I recognize you. But there are also Christians out there that have been struggling a lot as well. Okay? You can go in any community and find a person who has gone through a lot. And you'll also find the reason why they support what they support. It all depends on sitting down and talking to them. You can't bunch up one community as one whole and of one Accord like everybody's gonna agree with everything and be proud that they're gay and all of that stuff There are some people that have those same-sex attractions that don't want them and they should have a resource um, A pastor church parachurch ministry could be banned from holding a conference or selling books or videos about overcoming unwanted same-sex attractions or gender confusion see This is not okay, because they're talking, because the LGBTQ community and the people who are involved in this article, they're saying, oh, it's an infringement upon our rights and our beliefs and our way of speaking and everything, and it's infringement on the free speech, but free speech is saying what you want and believing what you want. If you are going to get all bent up out of shape because pastors have counseling for people who are battling this and don't want it you don't need to be speaking for the LGBTQ community because just as there are tolerant people like towards, there's people who are tolerant towards gay people okay Gay people should be tolerant to Christians. Seriously. Um, the California Assembly approved the bill and as of April 25th had two state Senate committees to go through before a floor vote. The Democrat-controlled California State Senate could pass AB 2943 in late May. So, um, Democrat-led, um to me in my opinion and in in what i believe i feel like every um state senate should have an equal number of parties both republican and democrat so that they could get an equal vote i don't believe that all state senate should be all democrat or all republican or all independent i feel like if you are involved in politics and you are involved in the State Senate, you should have an equal number of Republicans and Democrats that vote for that stuff. Because there are people out there that are suffering from this and their, vo- their voice isn't heard. and you know, the gay community is like, oh, you know, let your voice be heard, but you're quieting the ones that don't want to be gay and have those confusions. And if they choose to go to a pastor instead of a person who is experienced in the LGBTQ, that is none of the LGBTQ's business. It's none of their business. Matt Staver, founder of Founder and chairman of Liberty Council said California AB 2943 is a dangerous bill that would punish people for their biblical beliefs about marriage, gender, and human sexuality. Um, and he said that this law is stunning in its breadth. The mask of those supporting this oppressive bill has been removed. Their goal is to crush Christianity um, and any viewpoint that does not align with the state. Exactly my point. We stand ready to file suit to stop this assault on freedom of this bill is signed into law. Or if this bill is signed into law. Um, Liberty Council is an international nonprofit legislation or, or litigation, education, and policy organizes um, dedicated to advancing religious freedom and sanctity of life and the family since 1989 by providing pro bono assistance and representation on these and related topics. So, um, towards the end of that, what the chairman said, uh, is exactly my point. This bill is going to hush the mouths of believers in order for the freedom of the gay community to be even, to be expanded. When yes, I understand that Christians have been painted with a terrible brush and you know, some, sometimes Christians do deserve it because they are jerks. I will say that, okay? But I will say that no individual in any community is the same. Same thing with the gay community, you know? Not every individual is going to be happy that they're having those tendencies and having those um, thoughts and attractions. We need to understand that and recognize that. And not every Christian is a gay-hating person. You know, sometimes Christians do struggle with homosexuality. Where are they gonna go? Sometimes, people who have those gay attractions will be struggling with whether or not they accept that. Where are they gonna go? It's not always going to be the gay community, and the gay community should not be upset about that. Rogue Radio will be right back after this message. Alright, next up in entertainment, I guess, is Netflix is, uh, sparking backlash about this, uh, movie, about, like, depicting Jesus being gay, and, uh, there's a lot of people that are angry about that, so we're gonna read an article, uh, with the details on that. Okay, the article says, Netflix facing backlash over comedy special with gay Jesus. Tis the season for controversy. This comes from um, Variety Magazine, I guess. A Netflix Christmas uh, comedy special that portrays a gay Jesus and a weed-smoking Mary. Oh my god. Has sparked backlash. A petition has circulated demanding the special to be pulled from the streamer on the grounds that it is offensive to Christians. See, that's the thing. If it's offensive to Christians, it's not valid to society. Which I find very hypocritical. But The first Temptation of Christ was created by Brazilian YouTube comedy group Porta dos Fundos. Um, the 46-minute satirical special tracks Jesus coming home to his surprise birthday party with Orlando, uh, I don't know who Orlando is, and his openly flamboyant friend. Oh, Orlando is his gay lover in this story, Jesus Christ. Despite Jesus's attempts to conceal his friend Orlando joins the party later and sings a quick a quirky holiday Bop that includes the lyrics in the heat of the desert. I saw the size of his huge power Okay, that's disturbing more than 1.8 million have signed the petition that calls for the special to be prohibited and pulled from Netflix and for Porta dos Fundos to apologize. Viewers have accused Porta dos Fundos of showing religious discrimination and derision and disrespect for the faith of the Catholic Church, especially for God. Brazilian pastor and congressman Marco Falente Feliciano uh, tweeted this d- his disdain for the special and it's in Spanish so I can't read it <laughs> Christians and non-Christians have asked me to take action against the irresponsible members of Porto Dos Fundo it's time we took a collective action, churches and all good people to put an end to this The tweet reads in English, okay, the petition had yet to reach its goal of three million signatures as of press time. One signatory who claimed to cancel their Netflix subscription entirely in protest wrote, no one is obliged to believe in Jesus Christ, but we demand respect for our beliefs. Um, whoever disrespects my God does not deserve my money. No. Henrique Sores de Costa, Bishop of Palmaris, uh is a is calling for Christians to con- cancel their Netflix subscriptions. I've deleted my uh Netflix account. Huh? Yeah. No, you're fine. (laughs) My husband's next to me. (sighs) Porto Dos Fundos, which was more than 16 million YouTube subscribers, hasn't been phased by the criticism. Instead, they tweeted out a second petition calling the special tragic and sad. (sighs) Porto Dos Fundos values artistic freedom and humor... Through satire and are on the most diverse cultural themes of our society and believes that freedom of expression is an essential construction for a democratic country. The group which has produced religious satires for years said in a statement obtained by Variety. The Last Hangover won the International Emmy Award. For best comedy, if you don't know what The Last Hangover is, that's also another Jesus uh, comedy film. For from Portos Dos Fundos, so, or The First Temptation of Christ, is still available to stream on Netflix. Netflix didn't immediately respond to Var- Variety's request for comment. So basically when you try to petition netflix for anything especially when it comes to blasphemy or even pedophilia just like cuties you're not going to get anywhere which is really stupid and really wrong to me um and me as a christian when i saw this i found it on tiktok and i had to look at it just to be sure and it's true and it's still up And I've refused to even watch anything Netflix. The only thing I usually watch is Hulu, and I hope Hulu doesn't let me down either. This next one is very short. So it's Tom McDonald topping the iTunes chart, top chart, and knocking Eminem off of his uh, (laughs) top spot, I guess. So I have the article here, it says Tom McDonald, the independent Canadian rapper, recently released his new single called Best Rapper Ev- Ever, which has been trending on the charts. This single is top of the iTunes chart, beating the tracks from Eminem off the latest deluxe version of his music to be murdered by album. The Canadian rapper took to Twitter to share the news with his fans where he boasts about knocking out the biggest rapper in the world from the iTunes top spot. We are number one. We beat Eminem's entire new album. We independently knocked out the biggest rapper in the world from the top spot, wrote Tom. Although he has, although he also praised the, the Detroit rapper as... He grew up listening to him. I grew up listening to Eminem. Uh, He's the reason I started rapping. To see our names next to each other, I'll never forget this. And uh, Tom uh, McDonald is one of my favorite rappers. Um, I love the truth that he spits out. I'm glad that he's independent and I'm really happy for him. Um, Whenever he does reach like a top spot anywhere, (laughs) because he deserves it because he works really hard. Him and his girlfriend have come from nothing. Um, He was addicted to drugs. I think his girlfriend was as well. And they came out of that and they made music from their experiences. And I absolutely love the fact that, you know, he's doing everything by himself with his girlfriend and he has no record label whatsoever. That's really great. Keep up the good work, Tom. Okay, this next one is about Kenneth Copeland. And uh, we're going to read the article. and uh, I'm going to... If there is a video, I think there is, I'm going to let that play as well. Because, um, to be honest, I don't like Kenneth Copeland. I don't like any pastor that says, I need a jet to focus more on Jesus Christ during my time and travel. You don't need a private jet and you don't need your own um, airport to do that. So we're going to go into this real quick. Okay, so it is a YouTube video, so I am going to just let it play and let it record. So that's what we're going to do. How long is this, actually? Okay.
1: The protest is over. This was brought about by Spirit Filled Pope and Spirit Filled Lutherans, that got together.
0: Okay, this is Kenneth Copeland speaking. So, we, I haven't actually touched upon the beliefs that the Pope has been spitting out, but as Bible-believing Christians, and especially as a Bible-believing man of God that um, Kenneth Copeland poses to be, he should not be siding with with the Pope who says that the vaccine is a gift from god and that being gay will let you go into heaven and there's so many other things that the pope has said that i find very unbiblical but we're gonna keep going
1: they're in the holy ghost god. now take a good look at that picture
0: I'm taking a good look, bro.
1: The night before, we had a dinner together, before we met with the, with Pope Francis the next day. That many evangelicals in one room... <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Pope is not an evangelical, he is a Catholic. Uh folks? But even that can also be argued.
1: You don't get it. I
0: believe that the Catholic Church and the Christian Church
1: are going to come together.
0: Oh my god. Is that Todd White? Is that Todd White or Sean Fouch? I don't, I don't know which one of them. Listen, we live in a time where a lot of Christian leaders are going to be deceived by many evil people. Seeing Todd White... Say this. It 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 breaks my heart, honestly.
1: Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus, God, for a mighty baptism on the Catholic Church, God. Jesus name. I thank you for a massive baptism. On the Catholic Church, I thank you for the fire of heaven in Jesus' name. God, I thank you in Jesus' name. Jesus' name.
0: Jesus' name. Got- so, I think this is Todd White. Um, I'm pretty sure it is. Um, so, I don't know much about Todd White. He is, I know, a very um, good speaker. He might be a pastor. I don't really know. But I don't know if his heart's in the right place. It sounds like it is just because I feel like, um, like just in general that Catholics and Christians have been kind of divided because Christians are more loose with, um, the, the rules and the restrictions and all of that stuff. Catholicism is very strict. Christianity believes that you can go straight to the Father and not just the pastor, and um, Catholicism has that box where you can go and confess your sins to a pastor so that they can forgive you. And I I don't agree with this. Now, if they're going to come together in a revival, that'll be interesting, but having two different beliefs, and yes, I do, I believe that Catholicism is a whole different religion, even though they believe in the Bible, but they also have a lot of um, rituals, like the rosary, confessing, and... All of that stuff that get in the way of who Jesus really is. When Christianity, true Christianity, because we've talked about this before, that there's two different types of Christianity to me personally: country club Christianity that only wants to talk about, that only wants to talk. Oh my God, (laughs) only wants to talk about um, the love of God 24/7. But never talks about the true endurance that the saints have gone through, that the men and women of God have gone through in the Bible, and also the wrath of God. So we have Country Club Christianity, and then we have True Christianity that has both sides talking about his love and his wrath. Because those things are two very important things that people need to know.
1: We have far more in common than what divides us. When you talk about Pentecostals, Charismatics, Evangelicals, uh, Fundamentalists, Catholics, Methodist, Baptists, Presbyterian, and on, on and on and on, well, they would all say, we believe in the Trinity, we believe in the Bible, we believe in the Resurrection, we believe salvation is through Jesus Christ. These are the big issues. Mm-hmm. Sometimes Protestants. But they
0: won't touch upon the fact that the Pope has actually come out and said gays will go to heaven. And that atheists will go to heaven. Everybody, everybody will go to heaven. No one's going to hell. He's catering to society. Not the Bible.
1: ...think that Catholics worship Mary like she's another god. But
0: they that's not
1: exactly Catholic doctrine there's the understanding and, and people say well what are the saints all about are, you know you why are you praying to the saints and when you understand what they mean by what they're saying there's a whole lot more commonality but the most important thing is if
0: you when it comes to catholicism i feel like there's a lot of idolization with the saints and mary themselves and not enough worship towards Christ himself that's where I have a problem if you idolize somebody in the Bible that is not Jesus you're doing something
1: wrong you love Jesus we're on the same team the unity that I think we would see realistically is not a structural unity but a unity of mission
2: Every year, an ecumenical meeting is held with the Pope called the Conference of Secretaries of Christian World Communion.
0: See, I'm watching this, and I think this this is the Vatican, it has to be, because this is where the Pope is. But they're in this room, and it's all white and gold, and it's, they're all, like, all these pastors and worship leaders and all these important people in the Christian community are all sitting down with these priests and the Pope. It looks like something, like a, an Illuminati ritual. It's crazy.
2: And the list of participants is staggering. The Anglican Church, World Baptist Alliance, the Orthodox Church, Seventh-day Adventist Church. Yes, the Seventh-day Adventist Church.
0: This is like the United The World Lutheran, Lutheran Church, Churches.
2: the Mennonite World Conference, the Moravian Church worldwide, Pentecostals, the Salvation Army, the Quakers, the World Churches of Christ, the World Evangelical Alliance, the World Methodist Church, and the World Council of Churches. These are all coming together to promote unity with Babylon. Brothers and sisters, Luther's protest is over, it's yours. If there is no more protest, how can there be a protestant church? Maybe we now we're all Catholics again.
0: I'm not I mean, a Just Catholic, imagine
2: I a true movement of unity. Not just uniting people like you, but the whole church rallying together. Catholics and Lutherans and, and evangelicals and charismatics, literally rallying across the nation saying, you know what? We may not say the same things, but we're on the same team. Joel revealed to me an incredible opportunity he just had to meet with Pope Francis.
1: I just felt very oh God, honored Joel, and very humbled. Pope, you know, seeing the Pope give the mass to 100,000 people that day, you just see you know, he has such a heart to help people. I love the fact that he's made the church more inclusive.
0: The Pope has a whole heart with catering to everybody's needs instead of what's actually in the Bible and what is biblical. And don't get me started on Joel Osteen, who talks about the gospel of self and not enough of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You can get mad at me because I don't like Joel Osteen, but no. Nope. Nope. Now, as far as coming together, it doesn't sound terrible. Trust me, it doesn't sound terrible, but the one thing that I will say is that I have not heard one thing about them talking about the suffering that Christians go through or that any of these people, religious people go through. They all want to come together in love and peace and harmony. Is this a church? gathering or in revival or is this woodstock
1: so not trying to make it smaller but to try to make it larger to take everybody in so it seems like the vatican was trying to send a message yes. by doing this what would you say that is i think the message is is that they respect people all people and that they want to see unity pope francis is the perfect example of this
0: hmm.
1: he is he's doing everything right as as our new Pope, he was very, very symbolic in, you know, his first Mass with people of aid. In fact, there was a headline here in Orange County, and I love the headline, I saved it. It said, if you love Pope Francis, you'll love Jesus. <laughs> is that, that was the headline? <laughs> that was the headline!
0: Oh. It was a he- because if you love Pope Francis enough, then you'll love Jesus enough, right? Because the Jesus that Pope Francis knows is that everyone's going to Heaven. Nobody's going to hell. What is with all of these pastors and all of these leaders, these church leaders, thinking that just focusing on the love of Christ is enough? People need to realize that there is another side to God. It says if you are lukewarm, he will spit you out of his mouth saying, I never knew you. We don't hear that in church anymore. We don't hear that the wages of sin is death, okay? And the Pope wants to cater to all the human race in love and unity for what reason? I kind of feel, biblically, that this is just a way of Paving the way for the Antichrist because if you got everybody on the same page and everybody on the same level and you get Somebody other than the Pope because the Pope is very powerful Okay, I don't know who the Antichrist is. I don't know if it's the Pope I don't know if it's somebody else. Okay, no one knows who he is But you get that many people on a mass level To where everybody's on the same level everybody's coming together in love and harmony that's paving the way for deception because what does it say in the bible and revelation that people will love the antichrist even the elect will fall even those people who say that they're good upstanding christians and pastors will fall and believe that this antichrist is the messiah So when you have everybody on the same level, on this revival kick of love and peace and harmony and all this hippy dippy stuff, okay, that is a good platform for the Antichrist to stand on.
1: I saved it, I showed it to a group of priests I was uh, speaking to a while back, I love
2: It is absolutely staggering to see what is happening in the world today.
0: Oh, that I showed
1: it to a group hang of priests on. I was uh, speaking to a while back so. oh. I love that
0: Pope, just... Franti- Pope Francis hailed as savior by Syrian refugees taken in by the Vatican so even the refugees who don't even know who Jesus Christ is mm. sees this man as the Messiah, sees this man as the savior that's evil to me Anyway, I also found something out on TikTok. Now, you can say what you want on TikTok, it's fine. Um, Whether or not this is factual still remains to be seen. But Joe Biden and a lot of other Democrats are trying to make it illegal for Christians to speak out on what they believe in. They believe that we are a threat to society, that we spread hate speech. And that we, we will be subjected to a lot of persecution. All those things that is happening in China, in all those other countries where you're not allowed to be a Christian. That's what Joe Biden is trying to do as well.
2: It is absolutely staggering to see what is happening in the world today. But God did warn us through Bible prophecy that these things would take place. And not only are the churches uniting with Babylon and the religions coming together under the leadership of the Pope and the Vatican. The civil and secular world is also uniting with the Pope and the Vatican and a number of unprecedented meetings have taken place this past year or two. Pope Francis in an historic event spoke to the US Congress last year He also met in an unprecedented meeting with the world's wealthiest and so-called most famous people last year also. The
0: Rockefellers.
2: And just recently, the leaders of Europe met with the Pope,
0: hoping that he
2: would lead them in the current problems facing Europe, with some of the leaders saying that the Pope is the ultimate world leader and only moral authority in the world
0: there's something that you gotta realize a lot of people think that the vatican is just a large church large catholic church that that's their own country vatican has their own nation they have their own army they have their own secret documents they have a lot of things that aren't even allowed in the public eye what kind of church needs its own nation that, to me, sounds like you want to expand your nation. You want, you want something bigger, because you got that little nation called the Vatican, okay? No church on earth, as far as I know, has its own nation except for Catholicism. Why do you need a nation, bro? Why do you need that?
2: And just as Revelation 17 confirmed, the world leaders would support and give their power to the papal beast.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Catholics are an important part of the American story. America has been strengthened by hard-working Catholics from New York to California. The Catholic story is truly unique, and it's a great story. My administration will stand side by side with the American Catholics to promote the values we all share as Christians and Americans. We can also agree on the need to stand up to anti.
0: As much as I love Trump, I feel like he's not very educated in the reality of Catholicism and what it means for someone to side with the Vatican like that um we we do have to kind of i'm not making any excuses for him but there are people in his ear that don't need to be there and um don't need to be talking to him and um not saying he gets pressured i don't think anybody can pressure the president or i'd like to think so but um Karen can say that just kind of makes me feel like he's not very educated in that area to where he can make a clear, clear judgment on siding with Catholicism. Um, But I'm kind of, I don't know, I'm kind of glad that he's more of a religious man now than he ever was. But there is another thing we got to know, we got to kind of realizes that he's not a politician he is a businessman so taking that into um, consideration yes he is the president now he is a politician but he is learning as he goes
1: a catholic bias and the great religious leaders here tonight give us all an example that we can follow and we've got to come together not only as a nation but as a world community. And the ten horns which thou sawest are ten kings which have received no kingdom as yet, but receive power as kings one hour with the beast. These have one mind and shall give their power and strength unto the beast. These shall make war with the lamb. I'm telling you one thing,
0: oh, if no, all Jesse, of us Christians come together, for you for the, for the next the last...
1: shows we'll do will be in heaven, Jesus come.
0: I'm sorry, what do you say? I'm telling you
1: one thing, if all of us Christians come together, the next shows we'll do will be in heaven, Jesus come. Mm.
2: But it won't be the Son of God whom they accept. It will be Satan impersonating the second coming of Christ. And this is what Satan is doing with uniting all the churches.
0: Okay, before I go on, um, I don't know whether he's going to read this, but it says Second Corinthians eleven fourteen through fifteen. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if it is if it, if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose and shall be according to their works." So um, that was Jesse Dupl- Duplantis also talking about like people coming together. I, like I said, I don't have anything wrong. There's nothing wrong with coming together, but we also have to realize that Jesus has more than one side to him. There's wrath and love, but everybody is talking about love and That's not a good thing. If you stand on one side of the boat, what's going to happen? It's going to tip over, right?
2: He is preparing them for his appearing as the false messiah. When he appears as an angel of light, doing great wonders and miracles among the people. And those who unite with Babylon will be fully taken by the deception and be forever lost.
0: All right. Anyway, I think I'm going to end things here. Um, I will give you a little update. Um, I do want to make another uh, section of Rogue Radio, because we have Rogue News, we have the Pedophiles, and we have um, Let's Talk About It. Um, I'm going to do another one. It's going to be called Persecution Press, which is going to be basically persecution news, Christian news from different countries around the world. So... Stay tuned for that. Keep looking out for that. Thanks for listening. See ya.